Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we break down the new hip-hop albums track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holding Stick Fan Roy, and today I will be talking about the new Conway the Machine Project. Look what I became. I think, yeah, it's Look What I Became. Um basically i'm not sure if this is a full-length album if this is an ep if this is a mixtape i know that it's 28 minutes which puts it into what i call gray zone land it's short enough that some people would call it an ep it's long enough that some people would call it an album some people use number of tracks some people use length wikipedia told me length counts and based on length this is a full album but i'm curious to know how you break down that distinction and we'll go on from there anyway this is the intro bit you can skip it by checking the description of this video to see when i start talking about each and every song because that is the point of what's going to happen a little bit later on on that note i do know who i am i can see myself too when i look in the mirror and stuff or when i edit this later but on the real i want you to know that i'm in this to study the albums and to learn from the culture and to see what i can get out of just kind of well i guess learning and understanding plus griselda's pretty dope in my experience so far so seeing conway the machine put out a project just got me excited but i also want to point out that i'm absolutely not about that life in any significant way so if i say anything silly or or a little out of whack or y'all just think it's corny or whatever feel free to let me know whatever you think in the comments because i love the community that has been building over time and i look forward to having you join it and if you made that effort to comment i will make that effort to answer you on that note i was feeling super lazy so i picked this comment from three hours ago from lindell williams on our most recent review on the baby's new project kirk and he said body count going to be dropping a new album soon being that you reviewed them when you first started your podcast you might want to keep an eye out for it to which i said hell yeah i really do want to review new body account because one of the earlier reviews we did on the rock show is uh, body count and i had to say i was absolutely blown away by that last project that came out it was like uh, ice tea worked with a bunch of goats in the metal community to produce a serious like it was almost like if like a classic rapper of some kind were to work with every single producer that was considered to be a legend and produce like a song that held up in each of those subgenres. and that was the last album we made with them so i'm like that's pretty fresh that was like got me excited either way i was mostly curious to know if y'all watching the conway to machine review also were excited for body count like if there was that kind of crossover fan bases because like i could see how there could be and i could see how there might not be so let me know what y'all think about body count and we're gonna get into it real real soon but before we do special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams and coney sparse they super dub they support what we do they help us out a lot touch on that at the end of the episode on that note we're gonna jump into it right now as i talk about conway with the machines conway the machines new album look what i became i don't even edit it i just keep it in like this is all one off the dome freestyle with some preparation anyway i like to start the show off kind of describing my familiarity with the artist and i do this because you as a person watching this you may have been a fan of the griselda movement and conway the machine for a long long time and you may be super familiar with lots of the nuances of his life 
or you may have found out his name because Griselda and Shady Records have an affiliation now. Or insert the way that you discover Conway the Machine or you never heard of him and you're in that super small group of people that actually just watch the reviews and we teach y'all about music and y'all are dope. But for real, um, I think it's really important because what I've come to see through interacting with people is that the longer you've been a fan or like the more ingrained into the fandom of a particular act you are, the more it completely impacts uh, how you perceive the album and how you feel about it and all sorts of stuff. So in my case, um, I think I got really, really sold on Griselda uh, with Tan and Talk 3 when Minnie the Butcher dropped that project. And then since then, I've basically looked at stuff from each of these guys. I've been kind of like absorbing all the new music as it drops. One of the more popular videos we did recently over on the Reactions channel was uh, me reacting to Comedy Machine and Eminem's track that dropped a little bit ago. I'm personally stoked to hear that project, that Comedy Machine album. I believe it's coming in October, which is going to be dope. But in the meantime, I don't know where this guy comes out, but uh, I can say that I haven't actually done a Conway project yet. I had done the West Side Gun album and I did the two Benny ones. And I was like, I have to say Benny the Butcher has become one of my favorite rappers. Like if I see Benny on a track, I'm just excited at this point in time. And then uh, I have to say what I heard of Conway I really, really like so far because he appears on Tana Talk 3 and the plugs I met and he appears on the West Side Gun album that just dropped and I really enjoyed that project as well and I can say that the grittiness the, the way Griselda put stuff together certain stuff like the little wrestling bars and the continuity between their projects is just it's just nice like it, it's cool it just feels like a, a group of guys moving like a cohesion towards actually taking over hip-hop and like they are clearly about the squad but like they're all bringing something to the table in a way that has me like just really impressed with everything i've heard from them so far i haven't had a lot of a chance to go back in time this uh, youtube channel has me committed to basically listening to what i review plus a little bit more but i one day would like to like cover the entirety of their catalogs like all of them because i really think risotto is something special i think what i've heard has been some of the tightest nicest like not only good lyricism but in general i feel like even including this one i listen to these projects and i feel like there's stuff for me to learn from and become like a better person hearing the raps that they do and i think that's amazing and that's my like almost expectation coming to this project is being really excited in a way that not many people get me excited when i see new albums coming up as an example, Kanye West was supposed to drop an album in, uh, this past Friday, and I was kind of excited because, like, as a reviewer, Kanye should get me some clicks. That's a cool thing. And then the album never came. Conway said his album would drop on a given date. I know how late I am. I know. Even, even on my review, like, I had this ready to go, like, a week ago, and I was just kind of loafing because life. So, yeah. Kanye Conway delivered when he was supposed to and that means a lot to somebody like me who kind of not as a reviewer but just as a person if somebody says you're going to drop the project on a given date have it ready or tell us that you're changing the date don't just use the ambiguity as a marketing gimmick anyway this is nothing to do with Kanye why don't we get into this project so I like to start off the project part 
looking at the album cover looking at the title look what i became um that's an interesting point right because he's coming into his first big big album release and we can say it i believe that's the one that's linked to shady records i might be wrong i didn't look that deep into it um and that's pretty dope that's like a huge thing his career has become something substantial like i do think that a lot more people recognize who the griselda people are now i follow this like wu-tang group on facebook honestly because it's so weird to watch these wu-tang stands go at it like i used to think eminem stands were a certain way and please take no offense if you're a wu-tang stand but some of these people take it to a level where where like it's it's like keyboard warriors like i've never seen it's pretty weird man the amount of the amount of older cats and the keyboard warrior-ness i see going on it, it's pretty fun to be a, a more savvy person on the internet these days um but i keep seeing griselda being brought up for some reason as like a negative thing but the fact that griselda's name gets brought into the conversation at all shows that they have moved forward because you know being talked about by haters is still bigger than not being talked about at all so look what i became is a cool title because it's almost like a testament like i'm proud that i have accomplished what i have accomplished in my life and even though people may not have expected me to be here look what i became it's a it's an amazing title it's so empowering i really really like it and then you look at that cover and i don't really know what the fuck is in the middle it's like an egg I might not be getting it. I am terrible with this visual crap. But you can see like like a easel thing, the art where the, the thing that you put like the paintbrush, the paint on, and he's like going at it and it's all kind of whatever. And then it looks like that shit Michelangelo painted. And I don't really get it a hundred percent like with what's going on, except that I assume he is this off work of art, like it's an imperfect, like he's bursting through the work of art. I don't I don't really get it. But it is colorful and it is something oh is that his back is that like a fucking tattoo and that's his head oh i get it that's like his face cut out oh i'm so i don't know how i feel when i figure this shit out in the middle of the podcast anyway that's his body it's not like the painting that was just me me sounding silly i'm gonna move on from this point uh y'all can let me know what you think about the cover uh feel free to leave the interpretations and whatnot i feel silly at this moment and that's okay with me in this room is no women no kids i don't know how to describe it but that beat produced by the alchemist just felt like it like you heard it and within seconds you're like yeah that's a griselda track that that just makes sense i don't know which one's gonna come on but you come in you're almost expecting doo -doo 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 -doo. you're just like expecting it to just start happening like it is it is really cool and then conway basically comes in and starts rhyming not a lot as well intro bit and um you have this beat like like the vibe of the beat just has like this power to it like it's got this smoothness to it, its energy but it also feels like i don't want to like typecast in some way but it feels like a don is about to, like a moth moth mafia don is about to like walk up and just start spitting knowledge on the mic um and as far as his lyrics go it's like whipped up a half a brick smelled a white fume shit on my neck bright enough to light rooms 
and I like I like the right away. Like I, you could get the sense that he has a more conversational, statement-driven kind of rapping. Like everything he says is pertinent to it. He's got a way of just flowing out the sentences. But then there's also an ad-lib game going on. Where, you know, after the white fumes, he's like, "Whip up, mash it, lit up, right?" And after the light rooms, I'm like, "It's cool." I don't think I did the ad-lib at all right. I was just using my ad-lib voice, which sucks. And then after that. He's leaving a person body full of knife wounds. We tycoons. He's a flagoon. I like it. I like the way you can just fuck around with the rhymes like that. Light rooms, knife wounds, tycoons, flagoons. It's just proper. Like if you say those words, life room, light rooms, knife wounds. I mean, I guess they kind of rhyme. But you know, I don't know. I'm really bad at gauging what doesn't rhyme because a good rapper should be able to make crap rhyme that doesn't rhyme. What I'm trying to say is he's flowing proper here, and I'm really enjoying just the way he like spits it. A lot of the the content, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm. Like in a lot of cases with this stuff, there's stuff that I guess goes over my head, and then there's just stuff I catch and I really, really like. As an example, my bitch 23 should dress like SZA. I'll be honest, I don't really know what the fuck SZA dresses like. I know who she is, but like I don't know what she dresses like. Or when he goes only smoking the best like Dizza, and I realized. I have no fucking idea who Dizza is. I know I looked that up, and I know that line makes sense, and I completely forgot why, because I, again, don't really know who Dizza is. What I did know is he goes, if I need a brick cook, I know the chef like Rizza, talk to him. Stacking all this cream, they're trying to inspect the method. And I thought that was really cool, right? Because he brings up Raekwon, Rizza, Inspector Deck, and Method, who are the four contributing vocal components of this wonderful track called Cream by Wu-Tang. And I thought the fact that he brought up the cream and then specifically rhymed in like each of the specific members who contributed to the song is, is really smart and really cool. Then right after that, Young scoring on the Opsy butt to set the record and then that classic boom, 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 boom. I don't know, man. The way they do that shit just makes me super happy every time I hear it. And it's just nice. Um, I like when he goes and he kind of flosses about the sense of his impact and his strength like they say i'm too passionate as a writer but i don't give a fuck that's what happened when you fire you can't tell me that these rappers not inspired before reject two people was rapping like designer and then he has like this designer like laugh kick into that and that's an interesting point so i had to look at when that project dropped and it was like 2015 and i have to say that prior to 2015 like hip-hop was not in like the same place it's in and as far as lyricism goes i was I was bigger on my hater days because the truth is, is a lot of, at least on the popper side or the well-known side of hip-hop, let's say stuff that makes its way to Montreal, Canada, um, you weren't getting a lot of this. The new didn't sound like this. I've since come to learn that the this always existed in the underground in some way or another, but it wasn't like blowing up in a way where like I'm hearing about it in montreal so i like the fact that he kind of like pits out his album he drops it points out that before me he had this auto tuny designer stuff but i like the fact that he picks designer specifically maxim with his ad lib and shows that his lyricism and the way he brings this to the table is almost a direct contrast to this other lane of hip-hop and this isn't like he's just dissing aimlessly it's like people's almost criticizing the way he writes and his responses y'all can say what you want but like yo look at the impact of me coming out a music changed and the clear trend that's happening now is the lyrical cats is about to take over like i'm telling you 
you don't have to believe me but i'm telling you within four five years you're gonna see that stuff like this really more in the line of what griselda bars driven music is going to take over again as the younger soberer smarter kids grow up and appreciate good writing again because yo all of this is metrically trackable and whatnot and this is my little prediction over here but i don't know i like the fact that he picks this um alejandro sosa the only cat i aspire to be and i took from that is that he's aiming for this particular level of height and unless you're really up in that world he does not give a fuck what you have to say then there's a little bit of an outro where he kind of shuts stuff up out and he's like you know kind of pointing out the hypeness and then the track just kind of ends a little bit and i like the way he goes struggling to survive man in this little skit that happens at the end when he's struggling to survive you need to follow so i figure why not give him god and that's an interesting way to end this track because it's like while everyone's out there struggling at the end of the day as i understand god god could reference black men or a strong individual in this kind of context so in a world where everyone is having a hard time why not take who you are and your story and your message and give it to the people as the music so he's taking this little skit where for the life of me i don't know what it's from and kind of using it to exemplify a little bit of the passion of who he is so it's so well placed it's really well done whole track is like one strong verse where he just drops a little bit of a mission statement uh letting you know he's here and that his shit's gonna pop and i really liked it i'm a really big fan of the sound um i don't think it's like the bangerish shit but we have to keep in mind that he probably has the bangerish shit dropping on the album next month i think it got me hyped it was a nice little treat and then give it a 4.25 as we move on to the next track on the album hawks man there's just something about the way he raps this track there's almost like this intensity like this emotional strain that he puts on every single syllable in the way he's he, he like delivers it that i feel like it takes like what we heard in the last track and it like cranks it up a notch into like an intense great experience um this track is like half as long as the last one and it's basically just like a verse over this beat this time produced by k slugger and it comes in and i just i really just right off the jump i felt like even the rhyming was a step up i see you trying to take the formula make it cornier i'm on to you and the way he rhymed formula cornier and on to it was like ah oh, he did it he just killed it like I'm, I'm certain like it's not that that challenging if you like put your mind to it and whatnot but he just made it sound so freaking smooth had to give him that shut that shut out like that and then don't make me call shorty up he pick his 40 up i'm like oh fuck he's killing it he's keeping it coming shooting your corner up send you for a ride with the coroner I'm like, okay, the coroner line was a little cornier. Cha-ching, see what I did there? No, but for real, he kept it going. The boom, 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 boom. Ah, I feel like this is like one of the strongest starts on this album. And it just got me like excited. I mean, he's not like necessarily seeing a whole bunch per se here. Just straight up, like, I'm gonna fuck you up. But the way he said it, he just laid down those rhymes. It made me really happy. And then as he flows on through, he just kind of keeps it keeps it going, you know. Uh, invested in the real estate, and made safe houses, same block where I had a water and I made thousands. I could take my bricks and make a game mountain, open my garage door and pull right out it. 
it's flossy it's coming through with the rhyming i don't have like a whole bunch of stuff to comment on until you know he's going and then i heard you can't take my chains but my jewelry don't go away i'm like all right that's cool you can't name a dude that flow today that's fucking with me i'm like all right that's true i can't really name a dude except for benny the butcher who's fucking with you because i'm not really sure if i like conway or benny better i feel like they both do a slightly different twist on a similar thing here sound great together and then he goes just think everybody's food is a throwaway and then i had to again go check because i haven't heard that and i'm like yo he's just calling some album that people thought was fire a throwaway and the fact that people thought that was a throwaway in a sense he probably got it assumed and look what i became is like another throwaway to hype up to the project that's coming and even to that end everything i touched this shit's a classic caught a plug get the project the package didn't get in traffic i already saw half it before i ripped the plastic neck looking like i just went triple platinum we that with the action your favorite rapper i will smack him and that whole way through is the flossiest way of like a comparing his album sales to fucking drugs in a way where he's selling shit super proper and i'm over cool like then have his head spinning backwards then spin it backwards <laughs> and i'm just like damn this is just proper it's hard it comes in it smashes and then it sounds like over and you're like what and then it's not done yet because the one of the nicest lines that comes is at the end of this track when he goes who's the hardest in the streets motherfucker you know it's us i ain't bringing new york back i put buffalo in the front motherfucker and i'm just like oh shit and that i respect a lot right because like i'm from a city that ain't got no fucking love internationally in the hip-hop scene like nobody the fucking knows anybody from montreal so i can imagine it must be even worse if i was in a city whose state was the name of this city that was really synonymous with hip-hop like la is part of california so you can say california and it encompasses multiple things but when you say new york you think nyc to a lot of us at least so i like the fact that he's making that differentiation like i'm bringing new york back i might be from this state but fuck that i'm putting buffalo at the front holding it down showing you what's up where he's from i respect that a lot just one thing i know about griselda is they are from buffalo new york and i went as far as to google where the fuck that was and i had no idea that buffalo is right on the canadian border shit fuck me up i'll be here learning uh, american geography which to you u.s citizens watching this might seem like matter of fact of course especially because montreal's right on the new york border but that's not the point the point is why the fuck do i need american geography for the most part i live in canada and it's not like i go to the states very often so in the same way that y'all probably don't know a whole lot of canadian geography i don't know a lot of american geography and if you do know a lot of geography wasn't my favorite subject what am i supposed to say still it was cool to see that buffalo is pretty close to the to my country that was nice um i like this track a lot i like the beat i like the way it rides it I gave this a 4.5. It was proper, and then it goes into the next track, R.I.P. Owen. I remember being younger and uh, like a kid, and we would go to the Le Super Club Videotron or Blockbuster, whichever one was around, and they would have tapes, and in the back of those tapes, uh, it wasn't porn, they had wrestling. And I remember we took home some of these wrestling tapes and there was a whole bunch that had uh, Brett and Owen Hart doing their thing. And I just wanted to say that when I heard this, I instantly felt like a little sad because it's a little sad what happened to uh, Owen Hart. And in general, 
I'm in Montreal, and the Montreal screw job happened in Montreal. So I don't know. I guess it's just when I hear Bret Hart, I think of that, and then I thought of Owen Hart and the title of this track, and got kind of sad, whatever. But I kind of like what this track does a little bit because it presents um, Bret and Owen as on a team, but about to go into a Royal Rumble, which is where you have 30 people who go into the ring, starts off with two dudes, and then every like. 90 seconds or two minutes or whatever another dude enters the ring until it's all full and then as this is going on anybody that goes over the top rope and then both your feet hit the ground then you're eliminated as they play up on that trope as a lot of times people will go over the top rope if you won't hit the ground anyway i know uh you know what that's fine um sometimes i'm gonna go on a pointless anecdote and this time i stop myself but uh, what I took from this is if you think about the situation with Griselda and who's on the track that follows this, it's almost like Griselda's about to leave Buffalo in a sense and go into global hip hop where each of these dudes is about to go and compete to be number one to win their respective Royal Rumble of the hip hop industry. But at the same time, they're all a team they're all family and they're all gonna ride together so i thought that this skit was kind of an apt little segue between the two things and i don't know if y'all think i'm crazy on this one but let me know what you thought about that little theory i came up with for this song overall i gave it a four because i thought it was pretty smart and insightful but on the other hand i could totally skip it and never hear it again because it's one of those skits but i liked it i really thought it was interesting in the way that it flows so eloquently into tito's back man this starts off and you just griselda you hear it at the beginning like you know this one's gonna be special like this one's gonna come in hard hitting and then i just like the intro we take the breaks and we go to quad you see what happened to Pac, right we ain't fucking with these and then it's just like okay so i get the assumption here that when they go to the particular quad recording studio which is i believe where Pac got robbed is what they're referencing about here they come equipped to deal with the situation and then what i like about this particular verse and this beat by the way oh my gosh it's just straight like it oozes that griselda grimy crimey sound i don't know how to describe it but if there was a griselda sound it's what the fuck this beat sounds like um i might be wrong on their old stuff but this is just everything i've heard this year has had this overarching sound to it and i love it um but just the way conway starts two bodies on a broken 40 i'm like okay that's 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 nice like they kind of feel like they're they're cruising or whatever your favorite rappers is broken 40 i'm like shit he's not even fucking waiting he just gutted a lot of people like there are a lot of people who made eloquent albums and really have no money as they're old and it's it's interesting if these are the heroes you know like is it as commendable if you couldn't retain your shit either way conway's putting it down being broken 40 is not cool and not what he's aiming for and gotta lift a fucking finger tony smoking for me not only got the ill of spars we got the dopest stories and i like that because it presents them like yo we got the real life situation we got people to handle stuff for us we also can rap well and we can fill it with good bars that are interesting and then benny came in and i was like yeah i like benny 
Benny's my favorite. Honestly, I might have to say Benny's my favorite in Griselda. Dennis Conway, Dennis Westside Gun. But man, just the way he flows it. I went from playing with Ninas and click clacking them namas to walking out of Neiman's mixed matching designers. A whip crack, I bought a brick back to my mama's on a crash course. I wore a chin strap in the Honda. And it's just like, again, blunt, straight to the point. I had. I went from you know playing with guns and shit to getting nice clothes. I went ahead and uh, flipped crack around and uh, did a bunch of shit. Got it happening. And then they just flow back and forth. And I don't know. I really just enjoyed the fact that they were kind of flossing on the sense that they're legitimate. That they've got this grandiosity to the like their lifestyle. Sorry, not grandiosity. In fact, it's more like they're blunt. They're the opposite of grandiosity. They're just like to the point. Like, but um, I really liked the like the line when he goes like i got an app to like just start it i got an app on my phone that's how i start the motherfucker or continental spur i can barely park the motherfucker got an app on my phone that's how i start the motherfucker just something like that right like i got my car it's kind of big it's hard to park but you know what's cool about it i gotta use an app to start it it's fucking dope like it's just like this this regular shit like it's not over the top anybody can understand what the hell's going on here but the same way to deliver every single line with like a sense of excellence with this proficiency to it and it's just freaking dope like i like when uh benny's like i'm from the town where they carry 30s and married birdies and all the young getting buried early i went to war held that cannon firmly i got that tight wrist and a white bitch oh, you only compare to fergie I don't know, just the way he rhymed that, the way he said it, it was blunt. It's like, yo, this is where I'm from. This is the world, the environment. Like, you get the sense that they're from a grittier existence than you. They're doing some harder shit than you. And at the same time, they can rap better than you. And then you get Benny coming in on the, the chorus. Most of my getting richer, the rest of my, they'll smoke you. My little homie put me on a lick, got a flip phone that I made dope moves. And I don't know. I just like the way it sounds, the way he raps it. I don't really know if lyrically it's super profound, but it's anthemic in nature. It just feels like it feels like everybody in their squad is winning. And I think that's my favorite part of these guys. This is not like an I effort. It's it's we. And that we is really noticeable in a world full of eyes. And then all of a sudden we get West Side Gun and he just do 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 toots for a while. He's the fucking king of New York. And then he's just like, I don't even got a rap. Fuck y'all. I'm getting too much money. I'm Hollywood. La 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 la. Fly guy. And I'm like, what is going on here? And he just proceeds to just kind of do some alas for a while. Does the la 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 again. I'm like, he's just kind of prophesizing that they're going to be here for the ever 13 years. 2050. And I'm like, that's more than 13 West Side. But still, people are out there. They're futuristic. They've let they've laid it down. Gives a shout out to his brother, Machine Gun Black. I believe it's his brother. I might be wrong. I know it's one of their brothers. And then get the chorus again, and the track ends. And uh, I'm left with this experience. Like, so that was amazing. And then West Side Gun shows up and talks. And then it goes back to being amazing again. And I love the energy of what West Side Gun did. It's very punk. It's very go fuck yourself. I'm really on top. It doesn't sound bad. It works. It's like an interlude on the song. It is bold. I don't know how I feel about it. So I gave this song a 4.35 on 5. Had that West Side Gun been like a verse or something, I, I might have given this a 4.5. But I don't know how to process that West Side Gun bit. Let me know what y'all thought about that too. 
on that note, the next one on this album is called Black Spoons. So, yo, I have a serious um, question. And uh, I would like to know why a real hustler has three phones. Two phones make sense. But is it because, like, you have a third phone because there's, like, this extra layer of protection? Like, I mean, I get one's the, the business phone. Or is one, like, the one you use for, like, suppliers? One you use for, like, your people? And one you use for, like, your family and stuff? I don't know. I figured somebody watching this might be able to break down that three-phone line for me. Um, otherwise, I like this. I feel like, content-wise, it's going to be, like, what we've been getting. He's the real deal. Other people are kind of fake by comparison. But I just I just like the way he rhymes it. Like, I used to stare out my window, see my older homie 19, and he's steering the benzo. So steering, rhyming with stare out in its own way. Window benzo. People don't play ball, selling raw. They apparently into. And I like that because play ball, selling raw, introduces like a secondary rhyme scheme. And then brings back the primary one, but apparently into. I see me wearing this Kenzo hat. You know I did what I've been through. Uh, they say I'm getting money. Clearly resentful. It's spooky. The shit I spit is very suspenseful. And then I, I just like feel like it's cool. And it really like to me kind of culminated on that line. Ah, spin through your area. Air the extendo. The way he just rhymed out there at the end. I thought it was just like a flawless way to like come to the point of that rhyme scheme where you're like okay he's killed it but no most of you rap is washed your careers in a limbo and he keeps it going you hating man all these jewels that i wear to offend you i got three phones and then in the sink oh dire pink on cheap and i'm like oh shit it's basically most of the song keystone on my vlon knee bone even out and then he flips it to that don't even out give my youngin a blick he gonna shoot your people house but even to that and he still kind of follows that main rhyme scheme wrinkle out shots ring it out and then the song ends and i'm like i think that's the coolest part of this track is the fact that it basically for about two minutes and 20 seconds over another gritty and very nice beat this time produced uh by dj mugs and i guess he gets a featured because he says assassins or i'm not really sure why he's featured on this track it's cool that he is or maybe when you're dj mugs and you do the beat you're big enough that just you doing the beat counts as a feature and maybe more beat makers should jump on that shit that would be interesting imagine like you had to feature your beat maker on every track beat makers would have a lot more hype than they currently do anyway i like this track i have a lot more to comment on with the content it's just a bunch of proper bars i would say he's consistent you can tell that this is a guy who follows a certain um code in a sense like you can tell that he he will always kind of come in with this style of rapping like you're not going to be able to go through his catalog i believe and find bars that break it the image he's putting out you know he they sick i'm getting money clearly resentful well it's probably his actual reality he's doing well people's hating you know it's spooky the shit i spit is very suspenseful my big bars give you the fear of god bitch i'm jerry lorenzo and because he's so legitimate and he's so proper the fear he invokes due to your inadequacy is very clear i love the line when he goes i recorded this food for in a day it was simple and that leads me to believe and i'm guessing here that look what i became would have been the food for a project as i believe uh every you know all the foods uh, two of the foods have already come out this year so the fact that he recorded this in a day 
it's locked in, banged it out. That's very impressive to me because I don't think I could do that. And I do make music, so I have, in fact, recorded a bunch of stuff. But, like, I can spend, like, fucking four hours on a verse because I'm, like, not as talented as uh, Mr. Conway the Machine. And so I took a lot of... In- I just I thought that was a cool line. I don't know. I don't have a lot more to comment on this track. It's pretty dope. If you're really into what this album's brought so far... You'll probably agree with me. That is a 4.5 on 5. If you don't like this sound, I can understand why you don't agree with that statement. Either way, the next one has some features. And uh, let's talk about Vino D. So I know that y'all have seen the news. A certain colorful haired boy snitched. And one of the things in his snitching is that Jim Jones is a retired rapper. And the first thing I did when I saw this uh, track list, I was like, retired, eh? Um, I just had to get that out. I thought it was fantastic that that ended up being a thing I could just bring up on this podcast organically like that. Because had I reviewed this when it dropped, I don't believe the snitching thing would have happened. And I wouldn't have known anything really to look into Jim Jones at all. Still... This song starts off and we have um, our first like chorus, like actual chorus, singy kind of, not so much actual because Benny brought a chorus, but let's say in a song that qualifies having a chorus due to featuring extra rappers and whatnot. And this singiness from El Camino, and it's all right, you know, now he's rolling with me, rolling with me. It's very repetitive. <clears throat> singy with it, it's nice. And I, I don't know. It wasn't really my favorite chorus. It's not that it was poorly done. It just didn't resonate with me, you know, in like an earworm kind of way. It was more like, yeah, okay, I could I could deal with this chorus ending sooner rather than later. But then Conway comes in and the beats flows out and the rapping starts, and I'm like, oh, I'm back in it. This is all right now. And as far as uh, Conway goes at this point, I mean, his rhymes are just proper. You know what's popping? You get my whip. We got them 30-shot glocks. We got sticks. We got them 30-shots pop. You got your hot top hit. We doing drive-bys. We listen to pop shit. And I kind of like how he sets that up. If you get into his car, these are the conditions. These are the rules. In this case, we got a bunch of guns. We were going to do drive-bys. This is the reality of our world. And we listen to pop. Ha, stay in your lane, bro. That's all we're saying. This pussy might have thought we playing. And I think it's an interesting point that he's like, this is our lane. This is what we do. You stay in your lane. We're not going to have a confrontation. Meanwhile, this world that we do lyrically, I believe he's trying to imply here that in the, the vein of this more, I guess we're going to come shoot you up rap. They are king. They're going to do their shit. Don't fuck with them. I took it kind of like that. Maybe I'm wrong. But I kind of like that stay in your lane thing because it gets referenced later on in the track. Um, I liked when he said riding with that Drake, but it ain't no Audrey Graham. I thought that was just a cool line because, you know, Drake's Audrey Graham. That's a Canadian. I like it when Canadians get brought up. And then um, I also liked when he goes, uh, send uh, fingertips numb from bagging out his gram. Send a to his way could only cost a ban. So he's broke from all that effort or his fingers are numb from the effort of bagging stuff up and it's it's little details like that that i find interesting just the fingertips numb part right i i don't think i heard a rapper say that before and that's one of those little things where i feel like you'd only think to say it if you'd been there done that and it was something you distinctly remembered 
so you tucked it into a little line like that maybe i'm just reading too much into it but i feel like across the board it's it's little stuff like that and there's another guy on this on this out in this very song that made me another moment like that but then following that he's like yo it only cost me a thousand i think a band's a thousand to like kill this dude i'm like fuck they're strong then i get m.i.a like a dolphins fan get it because there's no such thing anyway steal a crumb for me then i cut off his hand hope your mama got your funeral on your coffin plan i'm like damn that's strong so if you fuck with him or you steal from him he'll cut off your hand and then take you out and let's just hope everything's already arranged in an order um let me get the chorus and i'm like oh yeah this chorus but then jim jones comes in and again i never really heard this guy rap before so i was pretty excited because you know six nine said stuff about him like a whatever whatever your feelings are maybe we can talk about six nine if you guys want to see a six nine video from us i'm happy to talk about it i'm curious to see how y'all hate me for my opinions on that one meanwhile one of the things in this verse i believe i'm just trying to find it uh you ever had to piss after a six hour trip where there's no rest stops until the gas tank is empty pull up your to your block now the gas tank is bentley and I thought that was fantastic because he's just kind of describing a situation where he's picking up some stuff and whatever, right? <clears throat> he's going on the trip, but you know what never gets brought up on TV is bathroom stuff. Like the show 24 with the the 24-hour clock, nobody uses the bathroom. Now, I guess you could say, well, people use the bathroom in the scenes they're not watching cool, but the fact is is he's pointing out have you ever had to piss after a six hour trip but there's no rest stops until the gas tank is empty you know like you got to keep going until you have to stop because what you're doing in that situation requires you to keep going and you don't have the luxury to just stop and have you ever had that feeling of having to hold your piss in going through that and it's again that's little details that i'm like oh that just adds like a whole nuance to everything he's saying that makes it more believable i liked when he said uh tried to humble myself but they only respect the violence i'm from a reckless environment where they lack in the murals pray for us in the outlet and i'm like damn that's a strong point like yeah in some places where there's the murals and the attention and everything going on you're right that will um absolutely uh maybe be a certain thing but i think we often forget about the fact that there's a lot more neighborhoods where maybe that violence is still predominant and there isn't anybody looking or paying attention to what's actually going on over there either way the rest of his verse is proper um i, I really liked it even in the front at the end i'm still front blood diamonds like it's senegal and i thought that was a fucking strong line like he's affiliating i guess with a certain allegiance and then tying that into the blood diamonds like it's senegal's but diamonds is in that's his shit like it's senegal and i'm like oh oh that's actually a really proper and well-delivered line then Dave East comes in and his voice is instantly noticeable. That was my first thought. And then you know what's cracking? You come to my trap, you can buy coke, dope, pills, or you can buy crack. I'm like, damn, that's fucking blunt. You want to come to his track? Just buy all the pills and stuff. Just buy it out right here. Oh, they think they tough them. Slide in, we gonna slide back. Powder, we can bump it, but don't try that. Jim change. Jim start change his face. Talladega in the kitchen, shake and bake. My man got a dead arm. He'll break your face. I don't know. I don't really have a lot more to comment on his verse. There wasn't a lot of I, a lot of lines and references to stuff where I'm not feeling like anything was like truly next level. I just thought it was again that blunt kind of. I sell drugs, I'm really good at it kind of thing. 
I don't have a lot. I think of them, Dave East was the least memorable of the three on this track, while everybody was still pretty dope. Um, I just really wasn't feeling the chorus. I think this still, again, had the potential to be like another 4.5, but that chorus just itched away, took a couple points off of it. So for me, it's just a 4.35. Anyway, you guys don't know the half of it, how hard it is to come up with these grades. The next track, I feel like the, the beat is just super distinct. It has like this triumphant soldier feel to it like you feel like the soldier is gonna make it through this battle that they're fighting but you also feel the weight of the battle that's going on on the shoulders of the soldier anyway um this one is cool in the way it starts it's got like the the chorus playing out but he does it differently almost like he's talking it through like he's almost like super stressed like i've been so stressed out lately you don't even know the half of it get the drag out the lung said i need to smoke bring up me a half of it you know like needs to get a half oh gotta pick it up got a little bit of shit from whatever but then he's like hold up and then he just like kicks it and the chorus comes in proper and this time he's like you know says it all proper and i like when he goes the plug loved me he ain't got a front me i got all his money not half of it and it just kind of like takes up this whole like situation where he's playing on half of it in every single part of the chorus but the second point my homie just finished 10 years of his prison sentence that ain't even half of it i was like damn that's really heavy i don't know anybody in prison like that um i have had people in my life who've gone away for a couple of months or things like that but i can only imagine what it's like to have somebody i care about be gone that long 10 years and that's not even half of it you know and then he just whipped up a break before it even dropped so half of it and i wonder if that has a little bit to do with the music you know eluding his drugs to music but still then the plug loved me and got a front i got all his money not half of it which is an interesting point because if it is about music that's super rare that he can actually produce it all on his own and doesn't need a loan and then he just kind of follows on through i like when he goes bought that bitch some new titties she already had a fatty and a flat stomach you know flowing it around like changing it up but keeping the same rhyme scream and then you got the verse that comes on through and it's really just like a long pensive verse you know i ain't going for shit i ain't hearing it if i got it up it i i'm clearing shit vs on my bus down it's clear as shit you know i'll know what's up and whose year it is you can't fuck with me period she want to fuck on her period i'm like bitch you can't be serious so he's coming in it's his year and uh if she has a little bit of period stuff going on there is absolutely no intercourse going down i understand it i mean in theory it's just all proper but there's some part of my mind that just can't get past it so i'm with you it's a little bit weird now maybe y'all are into that and you just go in i don't know i I'm, I'm, i'll learn maybe anyway i showed a lot of love but that same love never got reciprocated even when i put in position help it get situated change your whole living situation but that's just what real do if you my bro you know i'll take the shirt off my back and i'll give it to you and i love that shit right there because it's like it's real leader stuff one of the things i've noticed about this squad or certain real ones is that it's always about building up the team it's always about building up the people around them and then always there's the people that they tried to build up who ended up stabbing them in the back and hurting them and betraying that trust and then it's like you gotta watch him it's always a you let that be stealing from you i looked in the mirror and said machine ain't nobody that's realer than you my little brother upstate it's money on his phone when he want to call home told him he ain't got worry about shit got a bag waiting with my boy home and that's crazy like a little lovey ass for people like yo 
check it, man. When you get out, I got you set up. You're not going to be on your own. You're not going to be stuck. We'll take care of you. And I just think it's so commendable. But it's heavy, right? It's just stuff he's got to, like, think about. How he's trying to be the best out there. And, you know, I don't know. I really, really like it. I like how um, it just kind of ends with that chorus. And then there's a little outro. And it flows. I don't know there's a whole lot more of the verse. I just don't know if there's a lot more to comment in terms of specifics. There's not that many more lines that came at me. He's just kind of presenting his world as he sees it in a really interesting way where it's I feel like he's just describing how crazy it is, but as much as he's winning, how heavy the realities of the situation are. And I feel like he's at the same time setting a bit of a leadership example for what it's like to be at the top and what you're supposed to do, even though people might not treat you that proper. I don't know. I like, I don't know. I like it a lot. I give this one a 4.35 on five. It's a pretty good track. I really enjoy the honesty of it all. And then why don't we move on to the next song? Bell's Parsi. Bell's Palsy. So here uh, we have a little interview that we have that's describing what happened to him to develop the Bell's Palsy. I think that's what it is. Um, that's the disease thing he has. Um, essentially got shot outside the club and then uh, he kind of developed this complication in his life where i don't really understand what his situation is i didn't really look at it but apparently the left side of his face is paralyzed it's a little complicated but he fought back he came in did the recovery thing and then you get that little response i wasn't expecting to hear conway's pin so when i heard that and finding out they were brothers in the start i was like nobody fucking with that shit right now and then Conway goes, that's Esau Buffalo shit. Esau to the west side. That's what you're going to get from us. And I think it adds a lot. Like, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Kanye West, who, you know, had that accident and then had the freaking teeth on and recorded that song through the wire. Just like so, just coming back from these moments where bad things happen, you know, coming back from getting shot and then having to go through that recovery, have to fight that paralysis, probably many people have given up in those moments but instead getting to the point where you're one of the bigger names coming out of hip-hop in 2019 that's insanity that is such a crazy story and i really i really liked it i really liked the skit because it just kind of like explained a little bit of what's going on especially for somebody like me who wasn't aware with the details of what happened so it was cool i gave it a four it's i'm never a huge fan of these skits but it's cool Either way, there's one more track on this project. It's called You Made It, But Made It is One Word. This is a really cool song because it took a second for me to like understand what he's talking about. But this is like his appreciation for, I guess, a woman he's dating or admiring or just women in general. And I really like it. It's produced by Static Selecta, who's another name I'm coming to get. And this one features Amber Simone singing on the chorus. But like, let's go through the lines a little bit. I don't know how you do it. All that shit you go through. You just get through it. Don't post your business on the gram so nobody never knew it. But when that shit was looking bad and your situation was bleak, all you did was persevere because ain't nothing about you weak. And that's amazing. Then in the ad lab, ain't nothing about, weak, about you weak, shorty. So this is presenting to us a person that has some real struggles. And I just picture single mothers and shit when I hear this. You know, people who really always put other people's well-being before their own and 
who don't post their drama online, who just grind through the day, who work the two jobs, who just do it all and like never complain and never even let you know that they're handling stuff, you know? But he's letting you know that people on the sideline watching your moves, but they can't never judge you. They can't walk in your shoes. They ain't know what it's like trying to raise a son and a daughter and got to do it on your own because killed your baby father. And then you get that extra little context of how, like, you know, this woman's doing whatever she's got to do to make that money to, to provide for her family. But because people killed her, the kid's father, in a bad situation... And then she had to like handle it so it might look a certain way to you but they don't you don't know when you're judging people the specifics of how they ended up in that situation um anyway and you ain't had no help had to do it yourself working on them double shifts to keep that food up on the shelf you took care of them kids though you ain't let it knock you down ain't let it stress you heard you open your own business you're gonna be successful when you hurt and inside i can see it in your eyes i know you ain't been the same since your kid's father's demise i just had to let you know i think you're brilliant i made this song to applaud your resilience and i'm like holy shit eh so this is like Kanye the machine has either seen a specific woman or many women and this is just people who are just struggling and going through the day just trying to cope with their emotional trauma but making sure that their kids are alright and just making sure everything's okay even though they're irreparably scarred on the inside and he just wanted to create this like proactive dedication to them and I'm like "What, what the fuck? Look, like as far as song concepts go, we've had like the one theme that we've had and then this shit came and just caught me completely left field. Um, It's a really nice hook. I know that life ain't always treating you right. I know you're tired. I was putting up fights, but I know it'll be all right because you look how far you made it. And then it's an interesting mantra, right? Like if you have in fact come this far in your life, then obviously you can make it the rest of the way because you were strong enough to get this far. And even if it's hard, even if it's ridiculous, the fact that you made it this far means you're going to make it to the end. And it's just really beautiful. It's a really beautiful sentiment. It's something I think he can really relate to, especially having to have had his own comeback come through. But the fact that instead of making his comeback kind of song about himself to flip it on the ladies like that is amazing. A lot of obstacles in life you overcame, but you handle your business. You ain't never complained. Felt like nobody was there when you was enduring all that pain, all the losses that you took, and look how much you gained. Look how far you made it. Look how far you came. I don't know how you maintain how the fuck you remain sane, shorty. And that's true. And I say that's true because I met these women. My mom became one of these women at some point. Like, people have to just figure that shit out. People who feel jilted and betrayed by the whole world. Maybe other men in their life have treated them poorly. At the end of the day, they feel like they're stuck on their end or whatever. And then um, after laying it all down, Conway is like, I just admire your strength. You deserve a king that's buying you gifts, throwing diamonds on your fist, got you rocking all the designer you wish, etc. <clears throat> and then he lays it down. You got my number. Every time you dial it, it's lit. You, you're the shit. You're just acknowledging it. Knew you were special the moment I met you. But you had issues in your life starting to stress you, and I wouldn't let you. Yeah, I love the way you persevere. Now when I see you, you smiling from ear to ear. If you ne- ever need me, I'm here. And then I'm like, did Conway just tell us all how how game works in like a really appreciate a woman kind of way like allow me to be clear how this song lays down Kanye's conway sorry conway sees this woman 
um, admires and appreciates her strength how she perseveres through the day how she gets through we'll say all of the struggles and then comes through and says look man i just admire the amazing character of the person you are and seeing everything you've been through i just want to bring some joy to your life and give you what you deserve and i'm like shit conway just wrote a gangster ass lady song and then there's that outro where kind of leaves it as like an open dedication to all the ladies out there and all the things that they have to go through. And, yo, in my life, I've come to really appreciate all the ladies and all the things they have to go to and let, go through in light of a lot of the negligence I've seen from my fellow men out there. So I just had to say this track blew me away a lot. I thought it was really beautiful and a really interesting way to end this project, especially to give us some versatility in the subject matter and to, I guess give us a little bit little bit more hype for the new project than we otherwise would have got anyway that's the end of this review or well the end of the track by track part we can do the little summary part i gave this album a 4.311 i mean it does its job really well to serve as a promo tool to bring conway the machine's name back into the conversation giving you some quality music because don't get me wrong everything on here is in my opinion quality is it my favorite stuff i've heard from these cats nope but am i disappointed in any way nope i think this is well made and i think that it has me stoked to see what like the proper album is going to sound like if this was throwaway stuff if this was just like giving me some something to like satiate my appetite as like the third project he's dropped this year with a fourth project they come like come on this guy is it's, it's insane it's really well done I'm really impressed by that. I think part of it is just seeing that he released two other projects this year, even if they're not the longest, even if they're all kind of short, even if, even ifs. I don't see that many people pulling it off. All right, there are a few, like 38 Specials, one of those cats that's doing that kind of thing. There's a few of them, but not a lot of them, just a few of them. Anyway, uh, if you like the overall sound of the first track, you'll probably like the whole album. If you don't like the overall sound of the first track, try the second one. If you don't like that, you're probably not going to like the rest of the album. Otherwise, I don't know, I would check out You Made It. It's a pretty cool song if you don't really like the themes of the other songs and want to see another side of them. Otherwise, I don't know if you caught um, the Kanye West uh, Jesus is King. Like, there's a video on YouTube surfacing of just like him playing the album. If you caught that, I'd be curious to know what your thoughts are on the unmixed, not completely finished version of the project you can kind of hear over the crowd. And uh, I'd love to hear what you thought about this Conway the Machine album. If you're excited for more Griselda projects in the future, if there's any you think are a must that we have to review and talk about, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too. Any comment that you leave, I'll definitely be answering you and uh, making sure that it's worth your time to leave us a comment and uh yeah like the video if you did subscribe to the channel for more reviews special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prada jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams and coney sparks they're dope they helped us get a new camera they support what we do they get to tell us what albums to review sometimes and uh with them we're going to be getting a new website we're going to be getting our podcasts on all sorts of other platforms and uh, we're going to replace all these crappy ass sheets in the background with some of those fun soundproofing craps that you see on the real youtubers background so I'm going to upgrade. If you want to support us and help us get a lot of the stuff done uh, quicker and you want to show some love like that, you can. And Patreon's a great way to do that. So with that plug out of the way, I also make music. I released a single this week of my own. It's a, it's a song about jargon, you know, corporate jargon. Like, like a, a CTA. It's a call to action. Anyway, y'all can check out the song if you're curious. 
and otherwise links below i have an album dropping in october i'm very excited to get that out it's taken me well over a year to make so i'm super stoked to be able to share that with y'all and that's about all i got to say about that and have a great night bye